And the problem is that most people consider caffeine to be a suitable source of energy. And I find that appalling. Like when people say, I need, I can't start my day without caffeine, that is a statement that should be on a ticker on CNN. Like that's a very, very bad statement to make because what you're basically saying is your body is so deprived of nutrients or vitality that you have to use an actual drug, a stimulant to function properly. That's not normal. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of our True Form Life community and coming in to see what we have going on. Today, I'm bringing on Yuri L. Kame, who has a long list of, of accomplishments. He's on the New York Times bestselling list. He was on the Dr. Oz show. He's also a, He was also a professional soccer player who worked as a strength and conditioning coach and nutrition coach at the University of Toronto for seven seasons. Along with that, he's a registered holistic nutritionist and fitness expert. So today, we're going to bring him on and talk about energy, what you can do to increase your energy more specifically. So a lot of takeaways here as usual. I hope you enjoy. Sit back. We got all that coming up. Uh... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Yuri in the introduction, so without further ado, thanks so much for joining us today, Yuri. It's good to be here, Drew. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. So, yeah, super excited to have you on today. We're going to talk about energy. This is a big one, a major topic that I think most of us hear about in the health, fitness, nutrition industry. Tell us about yourself before we get into that, how you got into being an expert in this field and what you're doing now. Yeah, so I became an expert because I was the guy who was exhausted for 20 years of my life, and I thought that was normal. So I grew up with a, a series of health issues, you know, eczema, asthma, digestive issues, uh, low energy being the most notable for me. I would sleep probably 10 hours a night and then still feel tired during the day, and then I would require you know another hour or two nap after school. So that wasn't really a normal thing, as I later realized. I was very active. Um, I wanted to play professional soccer when I was young, so that was something I pursued, and I was able to do in my early 20s in spite of having low energy. But I also that I always thought I always thought that it was because I was so active that I was so lethargic, and then I later realized that that wasn't the case at all. So what I realized um, is that low energy, having low energy consistently, is a big warning sign. And the reason I say that is because when I was 17. My body said, listen, if you're not going to pay attention to the low energy, eczema, asthma, and so forth, we're going to send you a stronger signal. And I ended up losing all of my hair in the space of six weeks to an autoimmune condition. So that really got my attention. And so that kind of led me down this path of trying to figure out my own health issues. Um, at the same time, I was very passionate about just active living because I was you know, a soccer player and so active my whole life. And so that kind of led me down this path of pursuing studies in kinesiology and sports sciences. And then later, holistic nutrition which is where I really discovered the power of nutrition in 
dealing with a lot of my issues because I had no clue how to eat well, even as a pro soccer player. And growing up, my diet was terrible. Processed foods, microwave dinners, very few fruits and vegetables. And that all caught up with me. So when I started to learn about nutrition and the power of it, I started to implement a bunch of the things I was learning and my health transformed literally overnight. And I just found that it was so powerful that I needed to share the message with more people. So at the time, I was working as a personal trainer, didn't really have much nutrition knowledge, started to learn about nutrition. It was amazingly powerful. And I started to share this information with more and more people. And I got to a point where, you know, I've been training clients for several years and I wanted to really help more people around the world. So I started an online business in 2006 to really just share my message with more and more people. And, you know, that's what I've been doing since that time. So energy has really been my platform because when I went from sleeping 10 hours a night to very quickly after discovering the power of nutrition, sleeping seven hours a night and feeling amazing, I was like, this is profound. I need to, I need to figure this out and I need to share this with more people because I've never met anybody in my life who doesn't want more energy. It doesn't matter if they're a woman, man, they want to build muscle, lose weight, doesn't matter. Everyone wants more energy. They want to be more productive. They want to feel more focused. And that's kind of what I've, the code that I've cracked without, you know, crazy brain nootropics and, and caffeine and stuff like that. And that's, that's what I'm really here to help people do. Uh, that's, that's part of what I do. But energy has been a big focus of mine. And I'm, I'm yeah, happy to share what I know. How did, how come you decided to go through the holistic nutrition route as opposed to more conventional, I suppose? Yeah, so when I was in school, I was studying kinesiology, and I took uh, I was half a credit away from a minor in nutrition. And the reason I decided to not even complete that was because I got to the point where I was so fed up with the BS I was being taught in nutrition because it was so quantitative. It was like, here's how much vitamin C you need on a daily basis. Here's the number of grams of protein. It was so... Like it just never really jived with me. I'm like, this is so like broken down, quantified um, food. It it never really made sense to me because I've always looked at food, even when I had no idea about it, as more than just calories, protein, fat, and carbs. And I've always been more interested, especially, you know, after having learned this stuff about what's on the nutrition facts, like in the, like the ingredient list, as opposed to the actual nutrition facts, calories, and so forth. So I've always looked at food as much more than the sum of its parts, and that's why holistic nutrition, which is a little bit closer, I guess, to naturopathy as opposed to like the dietetic route, which is more uh, closely related to the medical side of things, that's always appealed to me a lot more. So that's that's pretty much why I decided to do that. So one of the things that you offer is tips or suggestions around energy without caffeine or sugar or synthetic types of energy boosters. Why do you think most people go to those to begin with? Yeah, so I should also mention that I wrote a number two New York Times bestselling book called The All-Day Energy Diet. And the reason I wrote the book is because I had read pretty much everything else and no one was talking about energy in the way that I talk about it. And the problem is that most people consider caffeine to be a suitable source of energy. And I find that appalling. Like when people say, I, need, I can't start my day without caffeine, that is a statement that should be on a ticker on CNN. Like that's a very, very bad statement to make because what you're basically saying is your body is so deprived of nutrients or vitality that you have to use a artificial stimulant or not an artificial, like an actual drug, a stimulant to function properly. That's not normal. The thing is, 
the thing think about it this way the human body is meant to it's think of it like a cork floating on water we're naturally supposed to be you know feeling good not tired and lethargic it's kind of like a cork that floats on water that's our normal state of being but the problem is that because of the crap that we eat and the lifestyle we lead and all that kind of stuff we suppress the quirk, we drown the quirk underwater, and then we feel like we need to do things to feel alive again. But all we have to do is remove a lot of these shackles and the quirk comes back up to the surface and we feel great again. So caffeine, coffee, is to energy like credit cards are to financial health. Because you're using your credit card to pay everything doesn't mean you're wealthy. Just in the same way that drinking coffee doesn't really mean you have energy. It's a band-aid solution that your body is going to have to repay several fold in the future. And caffeine is the number one drug in the world. It's a stimulant that literally just goes right to the adrenal glands to pump out adrenaline and cortisol, which are two big stress hormones. And that is why we feel alert. That's why we feel energized temporarily because it's the fight or flight response that is being potentiated. The problem is that when that happens, it doesn't last forever. So we hit this high and then we kind of start to crash. And we feel really crummy when we crash because there's a blood sugar crash, there's this drop in adrenaline, and then we seek out more of that drug. And and a lot of times it can be caffeine and or sugar because they have the same impact on the body. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of coffee. I'm not a huge fan of caffeine. You know, for people who think they need caffeine to start their day or even function, is a problem, and I like to think of it as think about energizing through nourishment as opposed to stimulation. And if you think about the stimulants, we're looking at things like caffeine, like sugar, and even high-intensity activity, high-intensity exercise, which I'm a huge fan of, but let's not confuse that for having to do that all the time in order to feel energized. You know what's interesting to me is how people they're they're so strongly connected to their coffee. So oh my god, it's crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm with you 100 percent with the whole coffee thing, and it's almost I feel like I'm in a better position now in my career, but before it was almost scary to be like, uh, don't drink coffee or find a different way because people get enraged about when you talk about their coffee and how they shouldn't be consuming it because it's not healthy. Yeah, and then they'll find like they'll go to like uh, PubMed and pull out some studies and be like, "Oh, see, this is why coffee is important." I'm like, "Really? Like you actually went to PubMed to find a peer-reviewed public journal, you know, published journal to support your habit, you know?" And that is that's a sign of an addiction. Like that is the sign of an addiction. Another sign of an addiction, according to the DSM-4, which is the big you know bible for psychological disorders and addictions, is one is you deny you have an addiction. Uh, Two is that you feel really bad when you're not consuming the drug, which is what happens with caffeine withdrawal. Number three is that you need more of the drug to feel the initial effect. So we all know that if if you've had coffee for any amount of time, you don't really feel the same way you did if you never had caffeine in the first place, where you'd feel all jittery and so forth. And that's because your body becomes tolerant to it, so you need more of the caffeine to feel that initial effect. That's a problem. So Again, I'm not saying you have to give up your coffee. I'm just saying, hey, this is something to consider. If you want to make a maybe a smarter choice, is if like I enjoy the taste of coffee. I, I actually enjoy a nice latte, but I will get decaf. And so if you can switch to a Swiss water decaf, and there are better alternatives in general to to coffee if you're having to start your day with that. What are some foods that can actually help us gain energy instead of with that coffee, for example, that comes with a crash? 
Yeah. So I get this question asked all the time, like, you know, what are the top foods? The, the reality is that there's no one food, like there's no one food or even a couple foods that will make all the difference. What we have to consider is how do we eat to transform our internal environment to allow the cork to come back to the surface? So basically what that means is we have to think about how do we get energy in the first place? How does our body produce energy? How do we feel energized? And that all comes down to oxygen. If our cells do not receive oxygen, they cannot produce ATP, which is our basic unit of energy, effectively. They're going to start turning to sugar as the main fuel source and start to go through this other pathway called glycolysis or anaerobic metabolism, and it's just not as favorable. So how do we get oxygen to our cells? Well, we have these little taxi cabs or Uber drivers, if you want to think of them nowadays, in our blood called red blood cells. And these Uber drivers hold on to oxygen molecules. So the oxygen molecules are like passengers in the car, and the car has to move from A to B to deliver the oxygen. The problem is that most people, their bloodstream is like driving in Los Angeles traffic every single day. And that's a problem because if your blood is sluggish, you're going to feel sluggish too because your oxygen is not getting from point A to point B effectively or efficiently. So we have to think about, okay, how do we improve the quality of our blood? And the thing to remember in order to do that is we have to look at the pH balance in the blood. Our blood needs to be slightly alkaline. Uh, if we think back to high school science, we have zero and on the pH scale, zero being very acidic, 14 being very alkaline. Our blood needs to be about 7.35, which is slightly alkaline. So how do we restore an alkaline environment inside of our bloodstream? Because when that happens, our red blood cells no longer stick together in a traffic jam. They actually flow freely as if you're driving on the highway at 2 in the morning. So the easiest and most effective way to do this is by really purifying your blood and improving your health in general by getting more plant-based foods into the diet. The reason for that is because plant foods, vegetables and fruit, are the highest sources of alkaline minerals, calcium, potassium, and magnesium. And when we look at why most people are acidic, it's because they're consuming foods that are very acid-forming. And these are namely animal products, processed foods, sugars, grains, and so forth. So why is, it, why is a food more acidic? Well, basically it's acidic because it contributes more protein and phosphorus than it does those alkaline minerals I just mentioned. So if your whole diet is acidic, or a lot of it is acidic, and there's very few fruits and vegetables coming in, naturally your blood is going to become slightly more acidic, and that's going to cause physiological changes where those red blood cells, those taxi cabs, are going to get stuck together and not able to flow freely through your body to deliver oxygen. And when that happens, you don't feel energized. So we have to look at, out of all the plant foods, which ones are going to give us more energy? Well, it honestly, it really doesn't matter. What matters is the total balance. If you're getting, you know, I would say 75 to 80% of your diet being alkaline, you're going to feel fantastic. You're going to look fantastic. You're going to have an easier time losing weight. You're going to have an easier time fending off disease because I tell people how you heal anything is how you heal everything. And it doesn't matter if you want to lose weight, prevent cancer, stop heart disease, have more energy. It's the same approach, which is eat a whole foods diet, more of your food coming from plants. If you want to have in some animal, if you want to consume some animal products, that's cool. But you have to balance that out with more greens, more veggies, more of these quality fruits. And that's that's the key to having more energy. Sometimes a show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. 
So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at True Form Life. So we're highly active. We'd love to connect with you. So find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show. What do you do or what do you say to those people that just don't have that? <laughs> it sounds it sounds funny, I suppose, to those of us that have highly plant-based diets, but there's a good number or a good portion of our society that doesn't consume vegetables. It's meat and potatoes. Yeah, I was I was that guy for like 20 years. It was crazy. I would um, well, so I was playing soccer professionally in France. I would go to the bakery in the morning. I would get a croissant and a whole baguette, and I would eat that with a plate of pasta. Like that was my diet on a daily <laughs> basis. And I'm thinking, why am I so tired all the time? Oh, now I understand. So again, I'm not here to convince anyone. I'm like, listen, if you want to continue doing your thing, if that's working for you, continue doing that. And I understand that there's no one diet that's going to work for everyone because some people require red meat. Other people thrive on a raw vegan diet. Others thrive on fish. You have to figure this out for yourself. You have to experiment. But at the base of it all, the foundation has to be vegetables, okay? Green vegetables are the, like, they're the magic pill. There's, like, there's no study that's ever found green vegetables to be problematic for human health. There's, I don't even know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of studies that show the benefits for preventing disease, you know, helping weight loss, all this kind of stuff. So we know from a health perspective, we have to be getting those veggies in. But the thing is, if you're not, because you don't like the taste of them, you have to find better alternatives. So here's a couple of things I like to suggest. I'm a huge fan of juicing and making smoothies because now you can get several servings very quickly and in a way that might taste a bit better than if you had like steamed broccoli. So there's a lot of different juice recipes, a lot of different smoothie recipes. If you can, Make a fresh press juice. To be very honest with you, I actually don't make my own anymore because I'm lazy. And there's a lot of great delivery companies that will deliver organic, uh, cold-pressed fresh juice to my door on demand. So I'm just going to do that a bit more often. And there's so many amazing combinations where you can choose green juices that have a little bit of sweetness to them because they add in some apple to really enhance the flavor and not make it so greeny. That's a really simple way of getting in tons of these alkaline nutrients to revitalize your health. Another way is just make a smoothie in the morning instead of your coffee. Have a good you know, protein-based smoothie. You want 20 grams of protein in the morning. It's going to keep your metabolism going. It's going to keep you more satiated so you have fewer cravings. And if you can throw in some greens like some spinach or we have a greens powder called energy greens, you can throw any of that kind of stuff in there to just elevate the number or the amount of plant-based foods you're getting. That's all going to help. And even if you change nothing else with your diet, if you had steak and potatoes at dinner, just have a side, a side salad or just think of whatever else I'm eating, no matter if it's McDonald's or anything else, I'm going to have a salad on the side and maybe just some kind of steamed greens. So maybe some steamed spinach, steamed kale, steamed broccoli. And here's a little trick. If you want to make your greens taste better, add some salt and squeeze some lemon on them. That really cuts the bland taste and makes them a lot more enjoyable. So juices, green smoothies, and add a side salad or steamed greens on the side of whatever else you're eating. It's a really simple way of getting more of the good in. Let's get into exercise here. 
I know we can talk about how to increase our energy through exercise. How do you feel about, we talked, you talked briefly about high intensity exercise. Tell us how we can increase our energy through moving our bodies. Yeah. So this is a bit of a tricky subject to talk about because high intensity exercise where for instance, let's just use running as an example. People love running because they get into that runner's high and that runner's high is created at a specific intensity. So if you're just going for a light jog, you're not going to get that. When you start to really huff and puff and sweat and get into the zone, that's when your body starts releasing endorphins. It also starts releasing adrenaline, right? Which is part of this whole kind of stress response because exercise is a form of stress. So you feel great. And I believe me, I mean, <laughs> I spent my whole life playing sports at a very high level and I love that feeling. But I also realized that that level of intensity cannot be sustained day in and day out. That's the reason why pro athletes don't really last beyond 35 years because their body just wears down. So how do we get a good combination of micro bursts of high intensity activity? And I'm talking about like five or 10 minutes. That's all you need to really just kind of like elevate that feeling of goodness and then balance that out with tranquility. So I'm a huge fan and this depends on the person too. If you're someone who has severe metabolic issues like adrenal fatigue, you, there's no way you should be doing intense workouts. Like you do a CrossFit workout, you feel like you're going to die. You're going to lay on the ground afterwards for an hour just trying to recover. So if you're, if you know you have adrenal fatigue or here are a couple signs, if you feel drained after any kind of emotional upset, if you feel drained or very tired in the morning, you can't get out of bed. If um, you feel cravings for salt quite a bit, those are all signs and symptoms of adrenal fatigue, which basically means your adrenals can't keep up with the stressful demands of your life, of whatever it is you're doing. If that's you, you should not be doing high intensity workouts. They will crush you even further. So what we want to do in that case is look at low intensity, more restorative exercise like yoga, like very, very light, you know, no huff and puff type of bodyweight workouts or a light jog. But to do like the CrossFit or like the Orange Theory, crazy, crazy, go, go, go type of workouts, that's the last thing you want to do. If you're someone who's really super healthy and you have, you know, healthy, you know, all those different parameters metabolically are good, you can, you can do those higher intensity metabolic workouts but again, I would suggest no more than three times a week. If you're going to work out outside of those kind of high go, go, go type of workouts, I think the focus should really be on building strength. So you're doing a workout where you're doing, let's say, squats and you do a heavy amount of weights where with good form, you're doing six to eight repetitions. You take a minute or two off. You're not huffing and puffing. You're ready to go again and you're focused on building strength in combination with those smaller, shorter, high-intensity workouts, and maybe one or two restorative sessions throughout the week, that's a really nice combination for uh, a really healthy body, a really strong body, and one that's pretty energized. So for those people that really are just trying to get into exercise, there are things that they can do besides, I think many times we have this idea of to work out, we have to be going full tilt, we have to be um, leaned over a garbage can <laughs> after the workout. So I think uh, you have a great message here that to get results or, or to, to gain energy and stay active, you don't have to do that. You don't. And I, and I think there is a time and place. I, I, I mean, I personally don't do those workouts anymore. I mean, I, I, I don't even like, I don't even think my adrenals can handle it. So 
I realized when I was in my early 20s, I had adrenal fatigue because I was so exhausted after soccer and I was a goalie. So I wasn't even running around. So I'm like thinking, why is this happening? So for me, I really love playing tennis now. So for me, I can go out and play four hours of tennis. That's like, I'm like, that's, that's like heaven for me. But I also feel the effects afterwards. Like it's, it's hard on the body. It's pretty exhausting, but I love that feeling. But I balance that out with, okay, how do I prepare myself for that sport? How do I build strength? How do I take care of my shoulders? How do I improve my flexibility? And then a lot of it's restorative, right? So it's, I do a lot of walking with my dogs. I do my own kind of version of yoga. I'm also looking at improving uh, my body's mobility so that I'm not getting stiff, you know, as stiff as a board as I get older. And for me, that's at this point, point in my life, that's what's working well. And I'm a huge believer in strength over aerobic capacity because I think if you're 75 years old and you can't physically stand up out of your chair, it doesn't matter how aerobically fit you are. If you don't have the strength in your legs, that's a problem. That's going to really compromise the functioning of the quality of your life. So I think people overdo it with the cardio and not enough on the strength, especially women. Uh, but I think a healthy balance of both is great. And the cool thing is, you know, you can do a strength workout that actually becomes a cardio session. If you're giving yourself l less rest between exercises and sets, if you're feeling your heart kind of like, you know, pumping and you're huffing and puffing a little bit, that is a cardiovascular workout. So maybe you're going for a walk and you're walking uphill and now that's more challenging. You're huffing and puffing. You have a tough time carrying a conversation. Or maybe you throw on a knapsack with some books in there or a weighted vest and you're going for your walk. Now you have a strength and cardio workout because you've added 20, 30, 40 pounds to your torso. So a lot of really cool ways. But at the end of the day, you want to do something that you love to do. Like I, I just mentioned, I love playing tennis. I can't get enough of it. I will play tennis even if my arm feels like it's going to fall off my body just because I love that. So you want to find the activity that you love doing. And even if it's not quote unquote what you see on these fitness magazines, who cares? It's all about just moving your body. That's what really matters at the end of the day. Because when you move, oxygen comes in and out. It's moving around and that's how you feel better. So those that haven't really found something that they love to do that's active, what can we go? What can we do? Go to a gym or go find some find some things, experiment with different activities to get out and be more active. I think so. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of trial and error. Saying, okay, you know, do I want to go to the gym and work out? Okay, maybe. I, personally, I don't even go to the gym and work out. I have a gym in my garage. That's what I do for my workouts. Um, you have to kind of maybe it's a spinning class that you love, or maybe it's doing yoga, or maybe it's you know going surfing. You have to find your activity that when you've kind of done a bunch of different things, you're like, you know what? I, I really enjoy this. This makes me feel the most alive. I feel kind of in my zone. This is something I can do on a more consistent basis and just kind of go with that. All right, Yuri, just before we wrap things up here, can you tell us more details about yourself, what you have going on business-wise, and if any of our listeners want to get a hold of you or follow along to what you have going on, where can they reach you? Yeah, so they can follow us uh, on YouTube. I've got a um, pretty hefty YouTube channel. So if you just type in Uriel Came on YouTube, you'll find my channel. Uh, I've got like 900 and some odd videos, I think. So everything I know has been like put on video at some level. Uh, it's all there. And we've got a great blog at urielkame.com. And we publish regular content on there. Really great stuff on helping you live a like our, our whole mission is to really make healthy and fit simple, right? So I, I simplify complexity and we do a lot of great stuff in helping people have more energy, burn more fat, and really take care of their health naturally. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking around till the end. That was a fantastic interview with Yuri. I do appreciate Yuri coming on and 
sharing his insights with us, his expertise. I know he has a lot going on, so for him to come on, it's, it certainly is appreciated. Thank you guys for being here, as always, for your downloads, reviews, shares. If you, get, if you do get a chance, head over to iTunes and leave a review. That, let, that, that lets me know how you guys are enjoying the show and helps the show move up in rankings as well. Regarding energy as a whole, I think that it's so important to pay attention to what's going on in and around our environment. That's a big one. This I feel like energy and stress has a lot to do with each other. Many times stress is something that I like to specialize in. I like to talk about it. And it doesn't seem like energy is a whole lot different. So energy or environment is a big one. So we have to pay attention to what's draining our energy. That's a big thing. I don't think we pay attention to those coworkers, those bosses, those in and around our community that we let stress us out, drain our energy as well. So that's something to pay attention to. Food is always a big one. We know that food plays a giant role in our energy level. So we have to pay attention to everything we put in our body. Now, I would also say what we put on our body as well. And exercise is always there. So paying attention to how we can get gain energy through exercise. So just to wrap things up here, we have more details at trueformlife.com as to what we have going on. We just launched a seven-day plank challenge that's absolutely free. It's just a fun thing that we put together to help you guys get going in the right direction. For our monthly membership, we are offering exclusively for Exploring Mind and Body listeners. The first month is only a dollar. We have recipes, grocery shopping lists, fitness routines, and group support. Head over to trueformlife.com for more details there. All these past shows are going up on Exploring Mind mindandbody.com so if you ever miss a show you can find them there and we also have a free app head over to any apple device the apple store and download the free app so you never miss a show and you can take it with you wherever you go i'm gonna leave you with that that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.